0: Hey, everybody, as always, got to thank our newest Illuminati and UFOlogist donors over at patreon.com crackpotpodcast. Super huge thank you to Stephanie A., Andrew T., Warren P., Taylor A., Ethan C., Melissa S., and Alice. If you'd like access to every show, plus some super cool extra content, check us out over at patreon.com slash crackpotpodcast. Thanks.
1: Hey everybody. welcome to Crackpot, the podcast where each and every week. We dive into a different conspiracy theory and we discuss the merits or the merits of each. We' your hosts. I'm Tim. And I'm Zach. Hello Zach. Tim, welcome back, my man. Thank you. Yeah. What's up? What's up? What's happening? Oh. Jinx, double jinx. a coke. Mm. Zach. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo! That's better. I was worried sick.
0: Well, my man, uh, it is April. Mm-hmm. It's that time of the year when Americans really have a ton of fun. Dying Easter eggs?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't, Depends
0: what? on the year, I suppose, of <laughs> that holiday, has been as has been discussed. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but uh, we're talking
1: about the tax man cometh. Ah, the tax man. Yeah, we're talking taxes here. Declare the pennies on your eyes, as George once said. Everyone loves taxes. Everyone loves doing taxes. What's there to talk about? Yeah, well, it turns
0: out there's a lot to talk about <laughs> in and amongst all that. And that was something to me that was like actually interesting about this oh yeah because i don't generally think of taxes as an interesting topic and i'm stopping you right
1: there did you take tax law no i didn't either (laughs) i thought about it i thought about it for a hot minute i'm like absolutely not Uh i will cram for the bar and hope that's good enough Dude, believe me, I get it. I think that was almost everybody's
0: strategy, <laughs> yeah. actually. Oh, like, Hopefully, yeah. Tax law
1: only comes up once every years. 11 years. Yeah, I know. And it was here three years ago, so the odds are good.
0: And it was always yeah. these the same three issues every time if they ask it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I Look, this is something that, um, yeah, tax is obviously not fun, but also tax is not as complicated as I actually thought. Disagree. And, and that's part of what this is about, actually. <laughs> okay. And so, before we really go any further, like, I mean, I think we all know the expression uh, only two things in life are certain Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. death and taxes. Mm -hmm. Was that old Ben? Benjamin Jerome Franklin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's my great, great, great grandpappy. That's right. (laughs) Family name. (laughs) Uh, But here's what I'll tell you I'm
0: here Mm -hmm. to basically prove Benjamin J. Franklin wrong. (laughs)
1: wait that it's not it's not inevitable
0: well okay so it depends on how you define like (laughs) inevitability and wrong (laughs) but yeah so just you know kind of go along for the ride no but seriously seriously, this is a this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart because i had heard about this specific theory a couple of years ago and Mm -hmm. what i found out that was so disturbing was it wasn't a conspiracy theory because it was actually true as reported on by ProPublica, a non journalistic organization, as well as the podcast Reply All, mm-hmm. which uh, in its glory days was absolutely fantastic. Um, and so anyways, what when I first heard about this back, and I want to say it must have been 2019, maybe it's 2018, actually it, was, it would have been 2019, um, I just went mad. Like, I saw red. I was so yeah. angry. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, here's what it is, folks, in case you don't know. Um, what if I told you 70% of Americans are paying for tax filing services that would otherwise be free to them? 70% of Americans. And, in fact, listen to this. I know some of these words won't make sense, but we'll, we'll, we'll help you. Uh-huh. If you're adjusted gross Income in 2021 was less than $73,000 per year. Mm -hmm. You qualified, and you still qualify, for free tax filing services through the IRS. Okay. And most people don't really know this, right? Yeah. Because that's not how it's advertised to us. So we're all overpaying for services (laughs) that we don't need is where I'm going with this.
1: But so we use, I think, TurboTax or whatever. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm sure you do. Like probably 280 other million people, uh huh, listening to this very podcast. Yes, uh, it's not free, buddy. No,
0: it's not free. Well, this is like let's let's kind of get into this because I think like like I said, this is something that's real. It's it's a conspiracy theory insofar as we can say basically corporations <laughs> conspired both within their own organizations as well Mm -hmm. as kind of together to make sure that most American people didn't know that they actually didn't really have to pay for a lot of this stuff and that they would have qualified just to do it for free and actually have been lobbying our own government to keep individual taxes inherently difficult to file so that they could profit.
1: So the taxes are difficult specifically so these companies... Can make more money off us. That's exactly right. <laughs> so they're not just difficult because I didn't take tax law. Yes, <laughs> they're actually difficult.
0: This is this is what's this is what I learned, right? Which is basically oh. for most Americans, and actually oh. this even goes like to almost ninety percent of Americans. Uh-huh. Our taxes are actually a walk in the park.
1: Uh, have you done your taxes recently, man? <laughs> it's not that. Easy. It's because it's designed
0: by TurboTax and the others to be intentionally complicated. The tax law has not been simplified intentionally so these companies can profit off of this. And the government.
1: That's brutal.
0: It is so bad. It is so bad. So.
1: uh, (laughs) Because, okay, foreign foreign countries, their taxes, I have heard, I have read online, which I assume is 100% always accurate. It's, it's like surprisingly easy to do. Like, don't they mail you like how much you owe and then you just write a check and send it back or something like that? I mean, basically here, the government says, you need to figure out how much you owe us. And if you're wrong, we'll charge you more money. And we're not going to give you any clues. And we'll put you in jail. And we'll put you in jail if you're wrong. Yes. That's exactly it's right. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, you know, um, so a couple of You could things. overpay. Oh, too much money. You could underpay. Oh, too much money. <laughs> just, it's, a it's like real... there's a secret number. You have to guess it, but we won't tell you what it
0: is it's a moving target you never know what it is uh yeah so i mean like uh, uh, throughout my last couple years of working like i have quite a few colleagues overseas in fact i was like my girlfriend uh joanna who was telling me like for their tax code in poland they get a like a card in the mail like an envelope and it tells them how much they owe and they just check it if it's right or wrong and then they write a check. But that's, really that's the joke that the whole thing here is <laughs> The U.S. government already knows. The IRS already knows exactly how much you have to pay. Yeah, because they get copies from your employer of how much you make. Yeah, they know if you bought a house or not. They know everything that they need to know already about how much (laughs) how much you have to pay. The joke here is all these different services have you try to figure it out for yourself when, in fact, it could be so much simpler. We'll get to some of that stuff okay, a little bit later, okay. but it's it's really, it's really bad. But uh, it's not just in my head is
1: what you're saying. It is <laughs> no. actually real. Okay. It is
0: actually, yeah. So this is what's crazy. And I, I, I thought – You know, an interesting way uh, to help kind of put into context for some of our international listeners or maybe some of our listeners that aren't paying taxes yet or whatever. It's like just to kind of give you a sense of how convoluted and messed up all this stuff is. Uh, I have a great letter here that I'll read. It's by uh, Don Rumsfeld.
1: Oh, this is classic. This is a classic. Yes.
0: Don Rumsfeld was the... secretary of defense under both bush uh candidates or both bush presidencies i should say i'm yeah. sorry yeah. um and i mean like he was a smart enough guy like we disagreed <laughs> like couldn't have been more opposite politically. Right. <laughs> i wonder where you were going with that yeah but i found his letter which apparently he wrote a letter every year to the irs and it went something along these lines but this is the specific one for his for his taxes in 2013 i'll read the whole letter because it's actually that good yep Here's what he said, and and keep this in mind. This was written to the IRS. It says, uh, Dear Sir or Madam, I've sent in our federal income tax and our gift tax returns for 2013. As in prior years, it's important for you to know that I have absolutely no idea whether our tax returns and our tax payments are accurate. I say that despite the fact that I am a college graduate, and I try hard to make sure our tax returns are accurate. The tax code is so complex and the forms are so complicated, and I know that I cannot have any confidence that I know what is being requested, and therefore I cannot and do not know and suspect a great many of Americans cannot know whether or not their tax returns are accurate. As in past years, I've spent more money than I wanted to spend to hire an accounting firm to prepare tax returns, and I believe they are well qualified. This note is to alert you folks that I know that I do not know whether or not my tax returns are accurate, which is a sad commentary on governance in our nation's capital. If you have questions, let me know, and I will ask our accountants to be in touch with you to try to provide any additional information you think you may need. I do hope that at some point in my lifetime, and I am now in my 80s, so there are not many years left, that the U.S. government will simplify the U.S. tax code, that those citizens who sincerely want to pay what they should are able to do it right and know that they have done it right. I should add that my wife of 59 years, also a college graduate, has signed our joint return, but she also knows that she does not have any idea whether or not our tax payments are accurate. Sincerely, Donald Rumsfeld. Uh,
1: no known knowns and unknown knowns, <laughs> Yes. This is such a brilliant letter, and
0: what I would also say is like actually one one point here is that the tax code is complex. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say it's not. There are you know things that are inherently difficult, and it's set up that way because you have corporations, you have farmers, you have you know you name it, right? Railroad union. There you go. You (laughs) got it. Crazy. You got Rockefellers. Yeah, exactly. So, but but in fact, the process to file taxes for most Americans, as it relates just to your income tax, it should be pretty simple. It should be, except that it's not. But actually, this is what got me thinking even more uh, about like the history of taxes. Because I was thinking about this, I'm like, how like how did it work? Like, imagine you know thinking back to the the uh, the original statement or the 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 quote that I started off with from Benjamin Franklin. It's like, well, how did they pay taxes in like 1790? Yeah, fair question. Like imagine, yeah, yeah be it, like you're a farmer out in the plains, out in the middle <laughs> of nowhere. What do you
1: what do you owe? Who do you send it to?
0: How do you know how much you
1: owe? Yeah. Great
0: question. That was honestly kind of my jumping off point. I'm like, how did this even work back in the day? Uh, What's super interesting uh, is that actually um, prior to the Civil War, there was no personal income tax.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So Americans prior to the Civil War just basically didn't – most Americans just didn't pay taxes. Sure. Okay. Thus, going back to my original point, Mm -hmm. proving Benjamin Franklin wrong. So, yes, there was taxes on, you know, alcohol <laughs> know. or whatever sure, else. Sure, 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 and, yeah. Mm-hmm. But how we think of, yeah, <laughs> a famous example of tea. Uh, yeah, one, one that pops to mind, yes. <laughs> um, however, that being said, like, yeah, most people just didn't pay taxes until the Civil War because they had to find a way to pay for it. So, actually, if you're going to say <laughs> Abraham Lincoln is the greatest president of all time, which Every many people think.
1: Every day, I would um, say that,
0: yeah. He was the first president to enact a personal income tax. okay. All right. So it started, thank you very much, with Abraham Lincoln. Uh, Turns out, though, however, it was repealed a decade later. So they implemented like a flat income tax. Sure. Supreme Court later said it was uh, unconstitutional. Huh. And it had to do something, and this is where it got weird, and I was not about to comb through the actual Supreme Court filing. (laughs) Too bad. (laughs) But basically it had to do with how they were taxing people personal assets and how it related back to uh, representation, like the number of citizens within a state could have larger pieces of land and therefore owe more more in taxes than some of the other ones, this whole thing. Anyways, so repealed the actual legislation that made it legal, and then it wasn't until 1909 Mm -hmm. that uh, the U.S. Congress passed the 16th Amendment, which gave the federal government the power to tax. Under the amendment, the Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived without apportionment among the several states and without regard to any census or enumeration. Okay. Cool. 1913 is when it was ratified by most of the states. And basically since 1913, Mm -hmm. adults in the U.S. have been paying taxes. Yep. So I actually didn't know any of that prior to this. (laughs) Which is sad because I went to law school, uh, but uh, okay. One other historical call-out here, actually, very interesting, is that even after 1913, most Americans didn't even pay income tax, anyways. Why? They didn't qualify. They didn't make enough money.
1: Oh, oh, oh. Okay, yeah. okay. Oh, fascinating.
0: So then, what happens? Yeah. World War Two comes along. Heard of it. We had to pay for the war. Ah, ha, ha. so then what happened was Congress basically expanded who qualifies to pay for it, right? Changing some of the actual uh, revenue requirements or personal, you know, in- income sure, requirements, sure, sure, yeah. to expand and basically double the number of people that pay taxes to pay for the war.
1: Oh, fascinating! So I didn't
0: realize that. Okay. Either. And how'd they do it? How did people pay taxes in 1956? Uh, oh. Various forms, maybe hire an accountant. Sure, right, yeah, yeah. And it was, I think it was that was basically it. Okay. People were just clipping along. Okay, go. Cool. End of story. Yeah, R- wrong. Done. Wrong. No. Okay. So basically, yeah, like I said, you hire an accountant, get the forms yourself. Yeah. Okay. Until personal computers start getting more and more popular in the 1980s. Yeah. And that's when a little company called Intuit, founded back in 1983 by Scott Cook and Tom Pruel in Palo Alto, California. And uh, the idea was actually Scott Cook's. So he thought, he was working at Procter & Gamble. He noticed computers, personal computers are becoming more and more popular. You can do all this cool stuff with computers. Mm -hmm. You don't need a pen and paper anymore. Maybe help small businesses, maybe sure. help people do their taxes, that kind of a yeah, thing. So smart guy. Sure. Yeah. So he, he found a programmer uh, at Stanford University, Tom Proulx, and the two of them set out and created Quicken. Quicken was the uh, actual really? software, yeah, which- Wow. Yeah. That's what they started with.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: They, and so Quicken for those of you who don't remember the eighties and early nineties was like it was like the software for like yeah. mostly small businesses yep, 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 to manage yep. their finances and that kind of thing. And then Intuit actually went on to grow by uh, acquisition. So, they, so could, they just bought all the competition, different companies, sure. expanded their offerings. Microsoft tried to compete with them for a hot minute, didn't quite work out. And then in 1993, Intuit went public, used the funds from that to purchase a, comp- a little company called Chipsoft which offered tax prep services huh. uh, out of San Diego. Huh. And the rest ah. as they say is into it history. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then at, at what point did they buy all the congressmen? <laughs> Yeah. Was. Is that part of the acquisition as well? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, we're not there yet. Okay.
0: So by the way, so I mean, so between actually it's a pretty remarkable rise from a company standpoint, right? So between nineteen eighty three and today, I mean the company's still intact. And so you know them by TurboTax, QuickBooks, yep. QuickBooks Online, yep. Mint.com, ProConnect, Credit Karma, QuickBooks Commerce, and MailChimp. I didn't realize MailChimp.
1: Uh huh. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. Forget that noise. Exactly. Cancel that sponsorship right now. Seriously. Yeah. Sorry, Mailchimp. We're not doing it. Uh, so
0: interestingly, like they're like obviously a massive company now, but what they um, what they were really able to cash in on was that wave of personal computers. Yeah. Yep. People trying to do their own taxes, and they had this little this little startup that they bought, then that enabled people to actually do their taxes, <laughs> which is so funny from a timing standpoint, from a from a historical standpoint, because it was actually back in 1985 that the government was kind of wising up to like hey this is this whole income tax thing for most people is way more complicated probably than it should be yeah
1: exactly so remember
0: like if you think about world war 2 you know and so it's probably like the the 1940s and 50s people are probably just a little bit confused by it, but like people doing the thing and then it's like it's probably ballooning the tax law gets more complicated mm-hmm. and eventually it's like wait a second this is getting to be a lot of work so ronald reagan actually in 1985 Promised a return free tax system. Okay. In which half of all Americans would never fill out a tax return. Okay. So, under the framework by Ronald Reagan, all right, taxpayers would simply, um, if they had a simple return, they would automatically receive a refund or a letter detailing any taxes owned. Taxpayers with more complicated returns of courts could use any system in place that they had. But I was wondering, I was like, okay, what's a simple tax return? Yeah, that is kind of the operative word here, right? I hear this bandied about. Okay. It's a W-2 income. Uh Uh-huh. A person can also have student loan interest deductions, earned income tax credit- Limited interest and dividend income, standard de- deductions and child tax credits. So basically, like everything that most of us file on a daily basis, yeah, that's, like that's actually simple. Yeah, you can own a home, you can have student debt, you can have kids, you can have received maybe some four hundred one k dividends or an employee stock option plan or something, and that's actually all very simple. Yeah, they qualify they would have qualified for free taxes. For free, yeah.
1: Wow. No, what that happened? doesn't mean you don't pay. It just means like you yeah, don't have yeah, to. Yeah, you don't have to pay that 150 or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, for TurboTax. H- exactly. H- yeah. mm-hmm. So what happened? Because I don't <laughs> think that's a real thing. Didn't, didn't really go
0: anywhere. Okay. Didn't really go anywhere. Fast forward to 2006. Actually, uh, one of the chief o- economists who ended up working for Obama – austin Goolsby suggested a simple return in which taxpayers would receive already completed tax forms for the review or correction and it would save taxpayers more than two billion u.s dollars a year in tax yeah. prep services yeah that didn't go anywhere either. <laughs> surprise <laughs> surprise well thanks obama and well here's the funny thing too and we talked about this you know a minute ago here about the other com- countries that do this but like Filling out taxes is actually not that complicated. And that's because ninety-five percent of American taxpayers receive at least one of more than thirty types of information um that the government sends you anyways, which you basically just send back to them. So yeah. in other words, you know, the information's all there. Yeah. Thirty other countries have figured this thing out, including Denmark, Sweden, Spain, the UK. Again, we're all just kind of nuts over here in the US. So these you know, efforts to simplify filing your personal taxes never really went anywhere hmm. until about 2002-ish. Mm-hmm. And that's when some legislation came down the pipe, and it was actually a pretty progressive idea. And the idea was, hey, look, let's pass this free file act for American citizens in which— The IRS will work with private companies to provide free tax filing services to the American people. Sure. The American people, if they qualify, can use those free tax services in return. And it's kind of this beautiful blend of public and private okay the private you know the 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 private companies can innovate they can create all these awesome platforms for you to do your taxes and uh, because the private sector is always 100 percent of the time more efficient it's always trying to you know work in the interest of the consumer always always um without fail and because why would you ever trust the government to collect its own taxes right right um Basically, this Free Tax Act from 2002 meant that Americans could choose from a variety of, you know, contracted out companies yep. to file their taxes. Yep. Among those companies were Intuit, H and R Block, uh-huh. Tax Act, so on and so forth. And interestingly enough, the legislation that was passed was actually partially written by Intuit <laughs> lobbyists. <laughs>
1: really? Yeah. No.
0: To enable this, <sighs> this is kind of part of their longer-term strategy. Oh, my God. And what I said earlier about the private sector being more, always being more, you know, efficient and cost-effective, mm-hmm. turns out the U.S. system is 10 times more expensive than the other <laughs> Ten. 36
1: countries with
0: robust economies and self-filing taxes. Oh,
1: I would have added a couple zeros on that. I'm surprised it's only 10 times.
0: <laughs> also, fun fact, Americans spend 2.6 billion
1: hours doing their tax prep every year. <laughs> Yeah, half of that was me. Uh huh.
0: Exactly, dude. So coming back to the why um, corporate greed is kind of the big thing <laughs> Jesus. here. But let's go I'm back to I'm
1: shocked. This. Color me shocked.
0: So we're now getting into some of the dirty tricks that they played because it wasn't enough to just basically help write the legislation yeah, that, that wasn't was passed. Enough, right Which is pretty common though for lobbyists works.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is.
0: Um but the fact is year over year mm-hmm. companies like Intuit have been paying millions of dollars to lobbyists to keep yeah, taxes difficult. And what was found by ProPublica the investigative journalists was that basically in just the year 2016 alone TurboTax paid 2 million bucks lobbying Congress H and R Block spent three million alone. So if you think about that, you know, that's a good return on investment, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Jeez. So if you think about it in the aggregate over twenty some years, if they're spending a couple million bucks every year, these are millions of dollars going back to Congress. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: And you'd think, you know, okay, cool. As part of this act, basically what the way it was worded was that Congress or i I should really say the US government would would hand over more or less uh, I can't really say monopoly, what is it? an uh, oligopoly right to these mm-hmm, services mm-hmm. to provide these free tax prep services. And in return the IRS would say, "Okay, we're not going to pursue free tax filing. Huh. We're not going to create our own software, we're not going to help anybody fill out their own like you guys get the you guys get you've cornered the market effectively." Yep. That bill comes back up for review in 2016. Okay, renewed it fine, whatever. 2019 rolls around, and actually, through lobbying efforts, they were able to um, prop up a bill that would have permanently ended any consideration of the IRS creating its own tax collection service. Really? So, so, So basically, in 2019, the bill that went forth was to give these companies monopoly on tax filing services. And the IRS would forever swear to never get into competing with them, creating any sort of software to help people do their own. Until (laughs) this ProPublica investigation blew up. Yeah. So it was in 2019 that they actually conducted this investigation. Here's what they found, man. This stuff is nuts. So... ProPublica looked into, into its practices. And by the way, not only through their own practices, but also through whistleblowers and everything. Mm-hmm. It's all documented. It's mm-hmm. fascinating. Okay. What Intuit did, specifically Intuit, was they actually very intentionally misled and made figuring out that you could file your taxes for free difficult. So remember... Intuit and all these other companies created a free version of their software. And if you qualified, if you made less than $73,000 a year, yeah. you could file it through them. Well, what they also did was on their own website, on Intuit TurboTax's own website, they actually created a, a version that was called the free version, mm-hmm. which wasn't free. Uh, so they really? basically cleared, I'm dead <laughs> really? they
1: Really? How <laughs> is that legal? That's insane. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: Jeez. So they actually had two versions of their free software. One that was posted on the IRS website. Okay. And if you went through that, you might get there. But who
1: actually just goes to IRS no. go? stuff?
0: <laughs> Nobody, right? And then they had their own standalone, quote-unquote, free version on their own website.
1: Which cost like $36 or something like that. Yeah, well,
0: at the the very least, yeah. Because we'll get into some of the other tactics, too, here in a sec. But uh, in short, they also inserted code into some of their SEO optimization, which basically prevented people from finding the IRS site to get them to the free TurboTax software. Oh, wow. Oh, that's... Double shady. It's so bad. So, not only could you not search for it on Google and find the free IRS version, right? If you went to TurboTax and you saw, oh, here's the free one, and then you click through it, and then, yeah. you know, two hours later, you're paying 80 <laughs> bucks or whatever. That's what happened. Uh, on top of that, though, um, this is so nefarious. Intuit also added um, what they call these dark patterns into their software. And so, dark patterns are. It's like the annoying stuff that you see when you have an ad pop up and you like your thumb instinctively goes to click the X. Yeah. But it's not in that spot. Instead, in that spot is like the OK or like take me here. Yes. Or you have to scroll around to find the little X. Ext- like into it actually was doing some of that work. Like, oh, are you sure you want to cancel your free software? Oh,
1: my God. Are
0: you sure you want to walk away from this? You know, blah, blah, blah. Like really, really bad stuff. So so in addition to providing you know their main landing page on the site it says uh, the free version and then it has the deluxe version. What they found was actually through basically social engineering and practicing, they could really manipulate some of the verbiage to get people to click on the more expensive version, sure. even sure. though nothing changes. Sure. So, for instance, uh, one of the big key catchphrases by Intuit is maximize your deductions. Yeah. And so it's like you see the free version sitting there. By the way, I've done this, and it says yeah. free. And then the one next to is like deluxe, 100 bucks. maximize your uh, It's like, well, it's yeah, like, I'm going to Well, max-.
1: I'm not going to lose any deductions. Yeah. They found Leave that on the table?
0: They found that to be specifically like language that really drove consumers to spend the extra money. Yeah. And then here's the other thing, and this is like so bad, dude. So you know those little icons like when you're doing TurboTax, and it's like,
1: you're almost there, we're just checking to go back yeah, to make yeah, sure you yeah, get yeah.
0: every single inch so there's like a little
1: thing, like uh-huh. spinning and like I don't know. Triple checking every place where you might get money back. Yep, yep, yep.
0: Those are all fake. Really. 100% programmed into the software <laughs> to make you, the user, feel like the TurboTax software is doing something. Are you serious? All of that's fake. Really? Yep. And then language such as, you know, uh, <laughs> such as let's comb through your returns. Yeah. yeah. Also, you know, gave people some sort of reassurance. And also the fact that people are absolutely, into it. figured this out, people are absolutely terrified of being audited and like sent to tax prison. Yeah. <laughs> and so between looking at this software and saying, "Show you the free one, which comes with it the risk of not maximizing my deduction and also the risk of perhaps I'm not paying enough. Uh-huh. And then as you're going through, you're choosing the pay it option and then uh-huh. you're kind of going through, you're seeing all this, like, oh, they're combing through to make sure I get okay. the most. Okay, okay, I feel okay. better.
1: I f- exactly. I won't go to federal tax prison.
0: <laughs> it turns out you don't need any of that. It's all a ruse. Wow. All the ruse. And guess what? Even if you don't like what you're hearing from ProPublica or if you don't agree you know, with some of their you know, investigations or whatever, then you also don't agree with the Treasury Inspector General for the Tax Administration, which oversees the IRS activities, <laughs> which basically found the exact same things as ProPublica did, which is that all these companies are basically trying to mislead you. into it is probably the worst. So basically more than 100 million taxpayers are actually eligible for totally free taxes. 35% end up paying for tax preparation and 60% never even visit the free websites. Instead, 70% of Americans receiving free tax preparation, um, only 3% actually did. So only 3% of all people that qualify take advantage of it. And that's because it's made intentionally difficult to figure out or to find.
1: And it sounds like even though this is all misleading and all shady as you know what, Mm -hmm. it's probably also very legal. Because they wrote the dang laws that govern the whole thing.
0: Oh, yeah. And they've got, you know, lobbyists to help make sure. <laughs> so
1: it's, it's not like you can come after. It's not like the attorney general is going to come after them. It's like, yeah, no, that's that's okay. Like, it specifically says they can. I don't know if this is true. But, right, right. I mean, that's what it sounds like. Right, right. They're unbelievable. More
0: or less immune. Yeah. <laughs> now, what I also found interesting. <laughs> just, for a
1: couple, just for a couple million bucks, I can get away with this.
0: <laughs> Intuit is valued in the billions of oh, dollars.
1: Absolutely. Primities.
0: Minimally. Yeah. Well and in fact when a nice when a nice little uh, free tax filing service called Credit Karma came along, they went and bought them right up. So <laughs> but okay, this this is interesting though. So and maybe this tells you uh, all about where the hearts and minds I are. <laughs> Do you know who's no longer effective this year providing any free service? No. TurboTax. Oh, really? They opted out. Oh, interesting. So did They don't H. have to? So did H&R Blocks. Jesus. Well, they've been found out, man. <laughs> and besides, <laughs> they don't even need the free stuff anymore no, because they know. They're doing just fine. They're doing just fine. So unless something significant changes here in the next few years, yeah. <laughs> we're going to be <laughs> sure. probably all using TurboTax. But unfortunately, the whole time we're all going to know that we could be doing it for free, basically. And probably very easily. Yeah. And the government could do about 90% of the work.
1: Wow. Wow. I don't like this one bit. Yeah, no, I know. And I, actually, I knew I knew this in a broad sense. Yeah. I knew that we were getting screwed over.
0: <laughs> like
1: yeah. anyone who's ever done taxes knows at least on one level you're getting screwed over. But, like, holy cow, dude. This is, this is just... This the is crazy. I want to know what our foreign listeners think about this. Oh, Everyone at work that I talk to is like, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yes, it is. And we know it, and we continue to do it.
0: Well, the thing is, too, so, like,
1: the fact—I <laughs> think I- you're in the same boat as me. I am happy to pay taxes. 100%. Honestly, I am. It's you know, f- I know it's it's fun and it's American to joke and, you know, complain about taxes. But it's like, first of all, like, my salary. Second of all, my— kids teachers you know that's fire department police department all that stuff it's taxes yeah yeah yeah. i want like the great donald rumsfeld said i want to pay my fair share in taxes
0: i truly do yeah exactly i don't want to get it wrong i'd be happy to pay whatever (laughs) it is i will just pay it if you tell me what it is
1: (laughs) just tell me what it is
0: i don't want to spend three days eight hours each day across those three days double checking triple checking finding out i checked the wrong box like just tell me what I owe and I'll pay a dude. <laughs> right.
1: Seriously, Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, Benjamin J. Franklin. That's right. Unbelievable, man. Well, that was depressing. Do you have some sort of uplifting uh, optimism on the horizon that we can look forward to? Anything?
0: Well, we covered taxes, so I guess
1: now death. <laughs> That's gorgeous. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I uh, hope you enjoyed doing your taxes this year. <laughs> or, by the way, your taxes are due. <laughs> yeah. <So laughs> Monday, April eighteenth. I think when this comes out. So by the time. Oh, you're you, right. By the time you hear this, you better get you better. Get those in. <laughs> get to it. <laughs> <Get laughs> pitter patter. Let's get at her. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your local CPA about our podcast. And we will see you next week. Thanks, everybody.